welcome to Wild Heart Podcast, where we talk heart to heart about tough emotions. I'm your host, Bethany Edge, and I have a wild heart, meaning I have a lot of feelings, and sometimes they get the best of me. I created this podcast as a way to share my journey to embracing my sensitive nature. So grab something refreshing to drink or comforting, your choice, and join me for another heart to heart about how to flourish with a wild heart. Welcome back to Wild Heart Podcast. This is our final episode in this series about love, and I'm excited to share with you an interview I did with my friend, Emily Greenwood. Emily was born and raised in Arizona. After high school, she served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Vancouver, Canada, where she shared the gospel in Mandarin Chinese. Following her mission, she attended and graduated from University of Arizona with a degree in business management. There, she met her husband, and together they have a dog and a one-year-old daughter. Emily and I met about a year and a half ago here in Charleston, where we both moved for our husbands to complete their training for the Navy. Since I've known Emily, she has continued to serve in her faith as a leader in our congregation's Relief Society. She's also an avid baker. She has been expanding her baking skills and recently started a baking account on Instagram. You can follow her at Greenwood Baking Co. Without further ado, here is our interview. Welcome to Wild Heart Podcast, Emily. Thank you. I'm really excited to join you. I've been listening to all of your episodes and really enjoying the podcast and secretly has always been a dream of mine to be on a podcast. So thank you. (laughs) It's exciting to interview you. Today we are sharing one of Emily's favorite drinks, Dr. Pepper. I do love Dr. Pepper. One of the things that I've always really admired about Emily is her sincerity. And recently she texted me sharing some of her thoughts about forgiveness. And I just knew that I had to interview her for our final episode. So thank you for being here and for willing to be vulnerable and share your thoughts with us today. I'm really grateful. So I'm going to start by asking you, in what ways do you have a wild heart? And do you consider yourself a sensitive person? So I come from a family of five and I'm the youngest and I have four older brothers. So I think growing up, I probably always considered myself more sensitive because I was the only girl in this home of all these boys. But I really do think that as I've kind of grown into adulthood um, and matured, I've noticed that I am a lot. I think I am a sensitive person. I take friendship and relationships really seriously. And when, I don't know, I can, I can get hurt really easily when I, when I open my heart up to people. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, especially within marriage, I think just being vulnerable and that intimate in a relationship really can allow anyone to become a more sensitive person. But I've really seen that in my own life that I definitely am sensitive and Sometimes I don't understand my feelings, which I guess the wild heart comes in. You feel things deeply, and sometimes it's situation to situation, but it, it can sometimes be overwhelming, not understanding uh, how to really control all the things you're feeling. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I feel like just adult life, like 
marriage and even motherhood, it it kind of brings out a different side of you and in a good way. I think it pushes you to develop different parts of yourselves. Self. It's not always easy. <laughs> I know that being married, I've learned I can be really passive aggressive, which I'm not to anyone else but my husband. And so when I read your answer, I just thought, yep, <laughs> that's so true. And I had never really thought about that. That is really funny because I, I feel like I get passive aggressive sometimes too. And I usually catch myself. It's mm-hmm. like, I'll say something and I'm like, I'm sorry, that was uncalled for, but it it usually is with the people that we're closest to that we sometimes kind of let ourselves get out of check and allow our emotions to kind of control our actions. So kind of building off of that, in these relationships and just all our relationships, what, what does forgiveness mean to you? I've really thought about this just as I've been pondering just forgiveness in general over the last few days. But I think forgiveness, uh, it just really gives me hope. Like if I think about just how much I need forgiveness in my life and how desperately I need that from God and from the people that I love, it gives me hope that I can be given some mercy for the mistakes that I make. Overall, I think it just, it brings an underlying peace in my life knowing that there is an opportunity for forgiveness. And I think that like in the last few years, I've gained an even greater appreciation of that peace that comes when you, you choose to forgive and you also receive forgiveness. Mm-hmm. That's really beautiful. I like that you come back to peace because I think for so many of us, forgiveness is really, it's overwhelming. It's something that, can seem really unattainable. And so being reminded that it is something that's supposed to bring us peace and help us share peace and create peace in our life is really powerful. How does your perspective on forgiveness change the way you interact in your relationships? So I would say overall, I think I'm a pretty forgiving person. Like I wouldn't say I'm a grudge holder in any way. Um, So I think just by nature a lot of my relationships i'm willing to give second third chances when you feel such a need to be forgiven like when you recognize how imperfect you are and how much you want that forgiveness from others whether it's a higher power or just people in your life i think you you kind of recognize how you should try and give that to other people and i know that with like small offenses it's really easy like i don't know your husband snaps at you for like how you loaded the dishwasher or something or you <laughs> ruin something in the laundry and they get upset and then it's like, oh, I can forgive them. They were upset in the moment and they you get over it pretty quickly. But I think when it's like a super major offense, it's a lot harder. Forgiveness is something we so desperately want when we mess up and we falter, but I think a lot of us tend to not give it as freely. In the last... I would say year and a half, two years, I had like a really major offense come up. I'm not going to share too many details, but someone really close to me kind of unexpectedly and deeply hurt me. I was really blindsided. I think when something like that happens, it really, it really tests you on how you're going to respond and how like the little, the little offenses are easy to forgive, but when you're really given an opportunity to kind of let go something huge, 
Um, I think it shows a lot about your character and a lot about your heart and in general. But I think as I fought to overcome all these feelings of sadness and hurt, confusion, anger, like doubt, distrust, like I kept waiting for all these negative emotions to go away. Um, and I felt like if I'd actually forgiven this person that I wouldn't be hurt anymore. But when I asked my husband what forgiveness feels like or what it is to him and how I could really like forgive this person, he kind of had said that forgiveness is a choice. It's a choice to not dwell on those hurt feelings and when they come up and when you're reminded of the hurt that you choose to still move forward in your life. And so I think from that experience, it has allowed me in my other relationships, especially with my husband, learning that it, it changes how I view things. It's my, it's my choice and my commitment to that relationship. It's not necessarily that I'm never going to get my feelings hurt and that I'm never going to be sad or disappointed. It's more this relationship that I have with you is more important than the mistakes we make. So there, there's a long answer back to how I interact with relationships. <laughs> no, thank you for sharing. I, it's what you're saying. Um, I just think it's so powerful because pointing out that forgiveness is a choice, that's a huge paradigm shift. I know for me, and I'm sure for a lot of listeners as well, because I just think that's a really important observation that forgiveness isn't something that just happens to us. We're not just the recipient of the ability to forgive others. We can't just, you know, pray for it really hard and just one day be able to forgive. It's something we have to proactively choose. Like you said, choosing the relationship over the pain, which that's not easy to do <laughs> at all. You shared with me a quote. You texted it to me from, let me make sure, it's the Five Love Languages book for military life it's like the military edition of the five love languages book it's probably in his other editions but that's the one that i have in it gary chapman says forgiveness is not a feeling it's a commitment that just was such a light bulb to me to read that and i know you said it was for you too just it's it's a commitment it's not just a feeling that's um like i said that just shifts my paradigm a lot one i think with that like we're talking about relationships with other people, like in, in the context of the quote, he's talking about like a marriage, it's a commitment to your marriage. And I understand that sometimes forgiveness, it's not healthy to stay in that relationship for various reasons, but that's where I think forgiveness applied to yourself is really important. Um, I'm not always very good at forgiving myself, even though I forgive others. Like if I mess up and I snap at my husband, sometimes I take it harder than he does <laughs> because I beat myself up and I think, oh, I'm an awful, I'm an awful wife. And then like something with my kids or my dog, I feel like I, I really, I don't give myself a break or show myself mercy. So I think people could also take this in the context of it's a commitment to yourself to not allow the negativity from a situation to completely control and determine the joy in your life. Yeah, that's a really great point. And we kind of talked about that in one of the episodes in this series about just how you have to have that sense of love from God and from yourself before you can really love others. And forgiveness is a huge part of that. Just being able to let yourself move forward 
and go past those mistakes, which I'm totally on the same page with you. I think forgiving yourself is sometimes harder than forgiving another person, even if they did something that was maybe more offensive or more painful. What role does forgiveness play in your life in loving others better? I think when we choose to not hold something against others and allow our relationship to move forward, whether that relationship is with ourselves or with a spouse or someone we love, we're given so much freedom. Um, and if you both practice this in a relationship, you give yourself the ability to mess up. You allow, you're giving yourself the freedom to be imperfect. And then you have the security that like the love and the commitment maybe that you have to yourself or in that relationship is greater than what came between you. And so I think it's, it's liberating when you allow forgiveness to be a part of how you love someone. It gives so much room for growth and so much room for being human. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's really important too as a parent. I have a friend I talk to a lot about just letting your kids have the freedom to be themselves. And as you're saying that, it's just occurring to me, they have to always know you're going to forgive them, no matter what they do or say, no matter how awkward they are or whatever. If they do something really awful, (laughs) they have to know that you're going to love them and forgive them and, and give them that freedom to grow. That's such an awesome answer. So what about if someone's not willing to forgive us? And I I think sometimes that's hard too when you want to repair a relationship and you're willing to forgive them. You're asking for forgiveness from them, but they can't get past that barrier. What would you say about that? So first thing that comes to mind is back to forgiving yourself. So if you feel remorse and you feel like you know that what you did was wrong and you know that you hurt that person, I would say it comes back to doing everything you can to reconcile. And I mean, if it's an offense towards God, it's repenting and confessing that sin. But if it's with someone in that, like a relationship with someone, apologizing and trying to reconcile as best you can. But then ultimately it's their choice to forgive you but that's them. It's about them. So you can choose to forgive yourself. You can say, I know I messed up. I know that what I did is hurting this person, but I'm going to do everything I can to make that right, but then also move forward with our relationship. If that, if that is how I feel, if it's the relationship you want to continue forward in, um, but allowing them that space. I think we can get into this negativity, kind of a cycle of, well, they hurt me or I hurt them, but they should just forgive me. I already apologized. It's kind of like when we're little kids and it's like we hit our brother and then our brother doesn't want to play with us anymore. It's like, I said I was sorry. Why are you still upset? Giving them that space and focus on forgiving yourself and then get being patient and allowing that time and understanding that it's They may never choose to let it go and never forgive you, but do everything you can on your part and find peace within yourself for what you have done, is what I would say. Control what you can and let them have the distance they need to work through it, is what I'm hearing. So awesome. That could could be wrong. I'm not an expert by any means on any of this. This is just my opinions from my own 
life experience. <laughs> but, you know, I think that's what's so powerful about everything that you're saying is that you're, you know, you're just a person. And, and you're not just a person. You're awesome. But you know what I mean? Sometimes when you hear uh, the, you know, the psychologist, mm-hmm. this is the, you're like, okay, I don't understand that. Tell me how to, in real life, actually get something. And I think that is what I struggled with the most when I went through this a couple years ago. Like, I had never experienced such hurt before and kind of betrayal. And it was like, I felt like whether it was within a Christian context or just the, like, the world, the society, if it's came down to all of this like this is how forgiveness is supposed to feel and I kept trying to find these textbook answers and I was like everyone keeps talking about this peace but I wasn't feeling peace at all I was still so hurt every time I woke up and was reminded of what happened it was my choice and that the peace was gonna come when I chose to not let what happened to me and like those negative feelings to control my everyday life. It's so powerful to me hearing you say this because I'm kind of the opposite. I'm, I'm a grudge holder. I really, (laughs) (laughs) I just, I really like, I don't know, something's wrong with me. I really struggle with making the choice. And I think for me, I've always really felt like, kind of like you said, looking for the textbook answer, just you know, waiting for forgiveness to happen to me. Hearing you say it's a choice, that's, it just reminds me like the ball is in my court, you know, and, and I know I'm not the only one like that. All of us have had a falling out with a friend for someone who couldn't let go of something. And I've been the friend who couldn't let go. And I've also had friends who can't let go. And it hurts, but you have to remember, like, what can you control from your perspective, whether you're the one who has to forgive or, or you're the one who has to wait to receive forgiveness or move forward with your life without it from that person, but still forgive yourself, even if you don't know what happened. It's like, okay, well, I probably did something stupid and I'd apologize if they'd tell me, but I can't be miserable <laughs> because I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, I can be a different person and be more conscious. Absolutely. I think something that comes to mind is David Bednar, he is a leader in our church and he talks about, he has a sermon or a talk that he gave a few years ago, but he really focuses on being agents who act, not who are acted upon. And that the whole point of our life is to choose and to, to like make the most of our circumstance and not allow our environment or those around us to completely dictate the happiness and the joy and the trajectory of our lives. So I think a lot of this comes back to when you choose to forgive, you're choosing to act and not allow what happened to you, um, like, and the feelings you're feeling to completely dictate everything in your life. And it, and it takes time, and it, it sometimes is, it's not an immediate overnight, this is all fixed, but I think it, understanding that it's a choice, it completely changes how you approach it. Yeah. How has your faith impacted your ability to forgive? I would say kind of on my journey with forgiveness, I prayed a lot. (laughs) 
um, kind of what had happened was so personal. I didn't really feel like I could talk to a lot of people in my life about it. Um, and sometimes you don't, you don't always feel like someone would understand. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess example is just being a military spouse. Sometimes if I'm, I'm having a hard time with military life, I talk to you, Bethany, or I'll talk to other friends who are going through the same thing because they understand um, a little bit more. So I was kind of at this point where I felt like I couldn't talk to a lot of people and I, I turned to God. I, I turned to a lot of prayer. I was on my knees a lot <laughs> crying, trying to just reconcile what we were, what I was going through. And I think just recognizing that I wasn't alone, even though I may have felt alone in some moments with all of these feelings, I didn't have to walk alone. Um, like knowing that I could be given strength to move forward every day uh, gave me a lot of hope and knowing that I could use the atonement of Jesus Christ to just help me get out of bed <laughs> and to find joy that day and find like good goodness in the little things. Um, so I think overall, I think my, my goal in life is to emulate Jesus Christ. And so if I focus on his example, then it, and having faith in him and what he did for me, his sacrifice, that allows me to forgive more. Because he is, like, he's the prince of peace. He is 100%, like, the first one to forgive. The last one to cast a stone. The first one to show mercy and love. And so if I try and stay close to him and then kind of think, what would Jesus do? Then it allows me to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to choose to forgive this person, even though it may, it still hurts. And like the, like the, the main event I kind of been talking about every time I allow myself to really like go back into that moment and like relive it. A lot of those hurt feelings come back up, but a lot of times I catch myself and I say, no, like you have chosen mercy. You have chosen love. You have chosen to be compassionate and not resent full of resentment towards this moment you are choosing to move forward. So I think that's really how my faith has impacted how I forgive others. You have such a powerful testimony. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. So we're out of time for today, but as we wrap up, I wanted to end by asking you if the listener could do one thing to start their own journey towards forgiveness, wherever they're at, where would you suggest as a starting point? I would say ponder in your life, in all aspects of your life, how forgiveness isn't the absent of hurt feelings or the absent of negative emotions, but it's the choice and commitment not to dwell. So if you're trying to forgive someone currently, I would say try to choose at least one moment this week when you're reminded of that offense and choose to not dwell on it. Allow yourself to think of something else. Go do something that brings you joy. Um, Even if it's just one time this week that you're reminded, like if you dwell on every other time, choose that one time to not dwell. And then I would say if there's no one in your life that you're needing to forgive right now, um, practice this with yourself. So anytime you have a thought of, I didn't do a good job, or I was like, I yelled at my kid and I'm so upset that I lost my like lost my temper or whatever it may be that you are not 
that you're holding within yourself, like against yourself, choose to forgive in that moment, choose to move forward, give yourself that mercy and compassion, and then continue on. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for meeting with me and sharing your thoughts. I know that this is going to touch the hearts of a lot of people. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Emily. I, for one, was truly humbled and inspired by everything that she shared. I'm grateful that I was able to learn from her. Until next time, I'm Bethany Edge, and you're listening to the Wild Heart Podcast.